Wow. Well, good morning, church. Wow, what a great day. What a great morning. I love this Sunday, Stories of Thanksgiving, as we worship, as we give praise, as we hear testimonies, we see videos, we hear from the Word of God. We have so much for which to be thankful. Now, growing up, Thanksgiving was one of my favorite holidays. How many, it's your favorite holiday or it's one of your favorite holidays? All right, good job, good job. I just loved it. I loved it. When I was a kid, we would go to my grandparents' house. We would have so much fun. All my cousins would come in. It'd be the only time we would see them throughout the year. But we would all get together and we would have like this smorgasbord of food and we would eat. Then we would go out in the yard and play football. And it was just so much fun. I can just remember just playing, playing, playing. We would come in all sweaty, you know, ready for dessert. And, you know, it was just so much fun. And then now that I have kids, it's, it's amazing just to watch them grow up. And so every year we try to do something a little different. We'll make, you know, construction paper, pilgrim hats and Indian hats. And we'll all eat meal together with our hats on. Or we, you know, do the turkey with the feathers. And we write, what are we thankful for? And we see who can get the most feathers, who's thankful the most. And so we have all these feathers that are going out. But it's this time, right, where we just get to stop. In the middle of a busy year, in the middle of a busy life, in the middle of all the activities of being Uber drivers and going to every activity in the world, right? And we, we get to stop and just say, hey, God, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And we all have so much for which to be thankful for. I mean, think about all the things that God is doing in your life or has done in your life and his goodness and his grace. And being thankful is near and dear to the heart of God, Right? I want to put Psalm 100 up here, and I would love for us just to say this together. Let's put that up, Psalm 100. You ready? One, two, three. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Isn't that awesome? I love that. Shout for joy to the Lord, you know? I mean, for us to be a people who give praise to him. We are the sheep of his pasture. Now, this past year, we did our whole series on anxious for nothing. And we talked about anxiety and how it permeates our world and permeates our lives. And we came back to Psalm 23. And we said, hey, the antidote for anxiety is to come back to this. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. And to find our identity and who God is, to find that he is sovereign, that he's in control. And I don't have to figure everything out. I can let him do that. Let him be God, and I can live my life for his name and for his glory. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. And that's what we plan to do today, to come in and just be thankful. God, look at the way you're working. God, I just want to be thankful today. I know for the good things in my life, but even for the challenges, because God, you haven't left me. You're at work in the midst of even the challenges, God. Your faithfulness, your faithfulness continues through all generations. In your worship guide, there's just one question, and then there's a little blank there, and it just says this, what are you thankful for? What are you thankful for? And so this morning, throughout the morning, I'd love for you just to have a pen that's around you, take a, a moment, and just start jotting things down as you hear things today, as you see things, as you hear stories, as the Word of God, you know, as we come to the table, just start jotting down. And I pray at the top of your list is Jesus. <laughs> this is but Jesus, right? I mean, Jesus, thank you for the life that I have in Christ, for the hope that I have, that this life is not all that there is, that there is more to come. Jesus, thank you, God, for your faithfulness. You are faithful, God, all the time. God, thank you for family. Thank you for friends. Thank you for church. You know, as a church, we have so much for which to be thankful for this year. I, I love hearing Lauren's story this morning and just God's faithfulness, God changing lives and transforming hearts, God at work in all of our lives. We are so blessed. God is growing his church. God is at work. I'm thankful for the amazing, you know, preschool children and students and many are in the room and just to, to see their energy and to see them have a spiritual foundation in the Lord and to think about them growing up and the difference that they're going to make. I, I'm thankful for all the mission trips and hearing stories of, of orphans in Moldova or the poorest of the poor in the Amazon and we go and we share the love of Christ and 
and, and just so thankful that we get to do that together. I'm thankful for the missions that happens right here, and the Path Project, and 413 Strong, and GraceWorks, and all these different organizations shower up that's doing such a tremendous work in our own community. I'm thankful for the weddings that have happened. I'm thankful for the babies that have been born. I'm just grateful that we are in a place where God is so alive and moving. And you know, as a church, uh, last November, we came together and we said, we believe God's calling us to even greater things. And so as a church body, we said, hey, we're going to pray and we're going to seek the Lord and we're going to even give. And we called it for the kingdom one year ago. And we said, hey, let's see what God's going to do in 2019. And, and, and we just started praying. We, we had five initiatives, right? We want to invest in the next generation. We want to pour into preschool children and students. We want to pour into the leadership and who God's calling them to be. We said we need, a, we need a permanent home for our Nashville campus. We've been meeting at Trout Theater at Belmont. We have to leave March of 2020. Where are we going to go, right? We need a new home for our Nolensville campus. We've been meeting in the Nolensville Elementary School. We had to be out in October of this year. Like, where are we going to go? We had no clue. We were just like, God, you know, we don't, but we're going to be faithful. We're going to pray. We're going to give. We said we need new space here at Franklin. It's getting pretty full. Praise God, you know. And so we said, hey, we need to build some space for fourth and fifth grade, middle school, high school, for adult classrooms. And God opened the door for us to have space right here in our own building. And then we said we want two more transitional living homes for orphans and vulnerable children in Moldova. In this poorest, smallest country in the former Soviet Union, and we just said, we got to make a difference there. We, we want to pour in, you know. When you see that, it's the, this country of four million, and yet the, the highest rate of sex trafficking in all of Eastern Europe. And we said, man, we're going to make a difference. And guys, by God's grace, we now have four homes through Justice and Mercy International, two in the capital of Chisinau, two in the north and Belts. And we were saying, God, we want to see two more in the south so that every orphan and vulnerable child has access to the 25 staff that we have there now right, psychologists and social workers and vocational directors. We want to help these children know Jesus and have life. And guys, we started praying, and God has answered. God is moving on all of these fronts, and it's only Him. I mean, I feel like we're living in Acts, right? And we're seeing these miracles unfold. Uh, I want you to hear this morning from Patrick Hamilton. Patrick has been the uh, senior pastor at Park Avenue Baptist Church in Nashville. Uh, Park Avenue is right at I-40 and 440, uh, Sylvan Park area. You couldn't find a better location, right? They have an 80,000 square foot building. Uh, it is about four and a half acres right there. But the church it used to be one of the largest churches in Tennessee. But over the years, it just kind of turned in and the congregation had gone down to where it was about 100 people. And so this year, we started talking with Patrick about what it would be like for Rolling Hills to come in and, and join together with Park Avenue and for us to have a campus that would reach Nashville for Christ. Guys, it's a miracle, but watch Patrick's story right here. Hey, I'm sitting here right now with Patrick Hamilton at Park Avenue Baptist Church right here in Nashville. And Patrick, man, tell us a little bit of the history of this church. We're, we're up here in the balcony of our 1932 uh, worship center wow. here. Uh, these theater chairs have been in place since uh, 1932, and the church is 131 years old. Wow. And counting and going on for <laughs> hey, more man. and more generations. We're grateful for that. Well, tell me, how long have you been here? Like, you, um, God called you here for a time, and then you went off and you came back. And Yeah, so I was a Belmont University religion major. Mm -hmm. And while I was at Belmont, the Lord called me into the inner city of Nashville. Mm -hmm. I started in uh, May of 1998 called Preston Taylor Ministries. Mm -hmm. And in fact, around that time, I knocked on the doors of Park Avenue Baptist Church asked if they would join us in that ministry. And at that time, they just said that they had other things going on. And they had declined. Uh, ended up, long story short, seminary, moved around a little bit, tried to do an inner city church plant in Birmingham. The Lord ended up calling us back to Nashville. Mm -hmm. And I started looking at what churches might be hiring. Saw that Park Avenue Baptist Church needed a part-time youth pastor. Mm -hmm. So I called, found out that Park Avenue was now a satellite site for Preston Taylor Ministries. Wow. So I knocked on their doors in 1998 and they said no. And then God just kind of, I guess, 
kicked the door open in a way. <laughs> and Preston Taylor Ministries is, is meeting in this, and it just it worked out. It's about seven and a half years ago. Came on staff as part-time youth. I was maintenance slash just whatever I needed to do. Mm. If lights went out or something was leaking, I just looked at a YouTube video and figured out how to fix it. Oh, yeah. And uh, it's just an amazing time of ministering to the church here. And five years ago, I ended up being called as pastor. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the real challenges started to set in later mm -hmm. on and realizing what all we needed to do to really reach this community, to really grow up another generation. And it became really difficult, mm. uh, really difficult towards towards the end. Mm. And uh, so, but God's been faithful. God's been good throughout this, so. Oh, he yeah. has been so good. Yeah, and absolutely. God had a plan, right? Yeah, the whole time. And he did. Talk about that, how God brought Park Avenue sure. and Rolling Hills together for times such as this. Park Avenue, we know we needed to go through a revitalization. Yeah. We absolutely needed to be revitalized and we were going on retreats and praying and asking the Lord for help. The funny thing is that while we're praying about these mm. things, you called, left me a voicemail uh, that y'all had recently merged with Belmont Heights Baptist Church. Mm. You wanted to meet some pastors in the area and get mm. to know them. I went to a place of fear. Mm. And I, I have to admit, I went to a place of pride. Mm. And I didn't want to return your call because I didn't want to be a failure. And you called not once, mm. you called twice a second time. And Miss Helen said, let the man take you to lunch. <laughs> he wants to buy you lunch. Just go to lunch, Patrick. What's it going to hurt? And that was a great lunch. And I, got, I really I really love getting to know you a little mm -hmm. bit. And you wanted to hear mm -hmm. my story, the story yeah. of the church. And you were opening up my eyes to the real challenge that we had. Thank you for calling mm -hmm. a third time. Mm -hmm. Thank you for calling a third time that this uh, January, January of this year. And I was like, oh, yes. So it's amazing. And here, here's, a, here's a new story for you, Jeff. I was sharing this. One of our, some of our leaders were invited to the JMI Gala. Mm -hmm. And I was so excited to go there and learn more about JMI. Mm -hmm. And early on in the process, uh, Lyndall, one of our core leaders of the church, yeah. she was born and raised in this church. She was at the Gala. Mm -hmm first time at the Franklin campus. It's a big campus, big room, you know, we're not really used to that big kind of stuff, new stuff, neat things. She's walking in, seeing everybody, and she happens to notice there's, she's like, oh, they have scripture on the wall. And she doesn't really pay attention, and she goes on into the gala. She had too much sweet tea. So she gets up, she walks out, now the big entrance, the big lobby is much quieter, no one's there, and she looks up for the second time and sees the scripture up on the wall. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that has worked within us in him. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever, amen. This is the thing. God told her at that moment, I had to make you use the bathroom so you'd actually read my scripture on the wall. Her group of Wednesday night ladies have been praying that scripture for over a year, every single Wednesday night. And throughout the day, whenever they would think of Park Avenue, they were to pray that scripture that God would do immeasurably more than we could ever think or imagine here. God is, has, is in this, will be in it forever. And we're so excited about generations plural. I want this to outlive us yes. and our children and our grandchildren to reach this community and reach Nashville. Man, praise God is right. Yeah. And Patrick, I'm just so thankful for you. Thankful for your heart for the Lord and thankful for Park Avenue congregation and the vision. And God was already at work. If you were just to sum it up, what, what would you say, hey, I'm thankful for this? For the faithfulness of God. Mm. I just That's it, for God's faithfulness. Because even when I am not faithful, He is. Even when I go back to the old Patrick, the old self of fear or pride or what's in it for me or anything, no, but God, God is faithful. God mm. is faithful all of the time. And I'm so thankful that our, that the Park Avenue is fitting in so well yeah. with Rolling Hills over there at the Nashville campus. Mm. And uh, yeah, God's faithful. Man, I love that word. I'm thankful too, just God's faithfulness and uh, just to see God move and work in ways we could have yeah. never dreamed or imagined. Right. And uh, we get to be a part of his story. And I'm thankful to be on this journey with you and the entire congregation of Park Avenue. And just know we love you and we're praying for you and just so excited to see what God's doing. Thank you, Jeff. Church, isn't that incredible? Such a great example of how God is so faithful. If you've been at Rolling Hills for any amount of time, you've seen so many examples of how God is moving, and working and providing. Let's just take the next few moments reflecting personally how God is, is being faithful in our lives. Great is thy faithfulness. 
Oh, God's faithfulness. He is so good to us all of the time, all the time. Our God is good. And I want to just welcome Jason Hallwarda. And Jason, you have a unique seat because you are a parent here at Rolling Hills, uh, but you are also serve on our board and our leadership team. Uh, you're over our Atlanta facilities team. Uh, you're also a commercial real estate broker in Nashville. So you've seen a lot of things in the city that has just continued to grow and living out here in Williamson County and the growth out here. And, and just tell us, you know, kind of from your perspective, what you're seeing God doing in his church, through his church right now in this season. Yeah. Um... I mean, we, we continue to see God at work, right? I mean, it's not only this past year, but in years past. And, and I mean, it really is a story of the song we just sang is when there's no way you made a way. And um, really over the last 12 months, you mentioned it, we, we do a For the Kingdom campaign and, and raise through the generosity of this congregation uh, and others, raise a, a lot of money. Um, uh, but we had lofty goals and we have five things that we wanted to do and um, and real estate in Nashville is pretty good and so is it you know in same in Nolansville and down here and so it was, it, it's been a challenge to find locations and so um, we sat out on a process to find a new home for Nolansville and a new home for Nashville um, which proved to be pretty difficult and so really the two takeaways for me and everybody knows how the story uh, has kind of unfolded uh, one is just the people uh, in this process and then two is is the timing and so you look at Patrick's story, and um, it's one thing to talk about the real estate and the bricks and sticks. Um, it's a whole other deal to talk about uh, bringing congregations together and people together. Mm -hmm. And to see the way that everybody's kind of come together and now rowing in the same boat has been a miracle in and of itself. And then the second piece is just the timing of all this. And when you say we didn't have any other options and we were at the end of our rope, he's not joking. I mean, we, we didn't have any other options. We set on a process about two years ago to find locations in Nolansville and find one in Nashville, which which proved to be um, almost impossible. And, um, and there just wasn't anything else. And then all of a sudden two opportunities fall into our lap and you know, we look up and we've got 30,000 square feet of kid space under construction. We have an unbelievable new campus in Nashville and one of the hottest quarters in Nashville. Uh, we've got a new church that we're merging with in, in Nolansville and there's just, there's no other explanation. I mean, it's just, it's been unbelievable. And I, I'm here to tell you this morning, like if, if you're in a dry season or, you know, if you feel like it's just kind of quiet, um, uh, I, I can attest, Jeff can attest, um, he's moving. I mean, there's something unbelievable going on in this church. And, um, and like I said, there's just no other explanation. I love it. I mean, I just love that perspective because we did. We prayed, we were looking, and then it, we, we ran out of options, but God did. God had a plan in Nolensville, God had a plan in Nashville, and I'm just so excited and thankful. Hey, as a parent, what are you most thankful for and excited about for this new space here at Franklin as we look at fourth and fifth grade, middle school, high school, and with your boys, you know? Yeah, so it's been fun. I mean, a lot of us have kind of grown up in this church as our kids were born here and growing up here. And, um, and so, yeah, to have a space that they can kind of call home and, and, and be their own, whether it be Sundays or Wednesdays and just hanging out. Um, you know, I, I think, um, you know, I think about the volunteers, you know, that are interacting with my kids on a daily basis and um, the Emily Holcombs and the Scott Merriweathers that are, you know, pouring into my kids and, um, and, and just, just really just excited about a space that they can call their own, um, a, a, a fun, a nice space, a safe space uh, that they can kind of interact. Um, and, and ultimately, we all want the same thing. We want our kids to have a foundation um, that, that Rolling Hills helps provide so that they can go out and impact the world for Christ. And so I'm excited about that. Wow. What encouragement would you give to us, your church family here, just about following God and trusting Him and being a part during this season? Yeah, I mean, I, I said it earlier. I mean, if... if you know, if you're in a dry season, just be encouraged by what's happening here. Um, um, uh, and, and then the other, the other one is, uh, if we've learned anything in the last year, it's just um, despite our very best efforts to, to, to do what, what we can do to help, um, um, you know, he's, he's got this and he's kind of in control and, and um, not kind of, he's, he's in control. And, uh, and so your prayers and, and, and thoughts and efforts are, 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 all, are all great. The other one is, you know, we're a entrepreneurial, we're a um, kind of an all hands on deck community. And I think the easy thing to do with new stuff and new buildings and new facilities would be to withdraw. And, and you know, you can sneak in here on a Sunday morning, you can sneak right out, but I'd encourage you to do the opposite. Get plugged in, find an area, you know, to, um, to use your gifts and your talents, um, whether it's 
kids ministry or, um, or you know, parking or A6 or whatever it is, uh, stay involved. And, and that, that, that spirit is, is the important thing. All the stuff is just stuff. Um, and and it's, it's you guys that make a difference here. I love that. And you do that. I mean, you jump in community groups, you go to kids camp. You love Kids Camp, don't you? Yeah, I mean, another plug for our, for our kids' ministry. So Kids Camp has kind of become my Super Bowl every year, so long as my kids will have me and I'm cool enough to go along with them, which may, uh, that, that clock is, 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 uh, is ticking. But, um, man, our, 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 our kids, our student, our high school ministry, um, uh, what they're doing on a weekly basis for, for your kids is just, uh, it's next level stuff. And so uh, get involved, um, and if it's not kids, it's somewhere else. Yeah. So what are you thankful for this Thanksgiving? Uh, yeah, so a lot of you know um, our family's growing. It's been a banner year in the in the Hallwerda house, and uh, and so we added um, we added my third boy um, to to the pack this year. And so Brooks Wyatt was born in um, in September, and and he's been awesome. And my boys Jackson and Luke just have been great big brothers. And so I'm thankful for Brooks. I mean, a lot of this a lot of people in in church, Jeff included, just. Uh, we waited a long time for Brooks and, um, and went, through, went through our own season. And, um, uh, and to have church family, to have you know, Jeff and Lisa, and to have our community group and our Bible study just kind of surround us. And then over the last you know, 60 days, just um, you know, dinners and flowers and cards and all the stuff. I mean, that's just it's what, it's what, it's what we're here for. Mm. Well, Jason, I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for our church family. And uh, you and Jessica are such leaders here at church, and uh, who had ever dreamed when God brought you to Nashville to play basketball at Vanderbilt that God had bigger plans, you would stay and be a part of this. And I remember meeting you at our three-on-three basketball tournament, you know, and now to see Jackson and Luke and Brooks and all glory to our great God. So thankful for you, man. Thanks for all you do. Appreciate you. You know, <laughs> it's awesome, guys. And we're a part of something incredible. I mean, it's only God. And I want you to hear that today. But you trust Him and you follow Him and you walk with Him. God is at work in your life. God is at work in our church. God's at work in our community. And for us, just to plug in and hold on to Him. If you have a Bible with you, I invite you up with me to Galatians 6. You know, we've been in this great study uh, on the book of Galatians. And we've been seeing how the Apostle Paul was writing to this church in Galatia, and, and we've been walking through chapters one through five, and it's been so deep and rich and powerful, and just watching God's Word come to life, I get so excited about it, you know, and, and we've seen this set free to live free, that Jesus came to set us free, to set us free from sin, right, that, that the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life, that we're not slaves to sin, where our past doesn't define us anymore, that we are new creation in Christ, that we were, we were slaves to death, but death doesn't have a hold on us anymore. There is eternal life. We were slaves to the world and what everybody thinks about us kind of defined us. No, 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 no. And we're not slaves to the law, right? There were 613 laws in the Old Testament, and Jesus came and he boiled it down to two. Love God, love others, okay? You know, love God, live in the freedom and the grace of God. So in chapter 6, the Apostle Paul comes, and in verse 2 he says, Carry each other's burdens, and in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. He's like, guys, take care of one another. Pour into one another. Be there when there's babies born. Be there when people walk through dark times. Be the church. Be the body of Christ. Carry each other's burdens. If anyone thinks that they are something when they are not, they deceive themselves. And you know, the mother of all sins is pride, right? And it's so easy for us to go back and to be prideful and, and arrogant. And I did this. I accomplished this. I made this happen. No, 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 no. It is the grace of God. Each one should test their own actions. Then they can take pride in themselves alone without comparing themselves to someone else. And, and I think that's such a challenge for us in our culture today. We spend a lot of time comparing ourselves to somebody else. Now we got Facebook and we got Instagram, we've got Twitter, and we'll spend all of our time looking on there. And then our self-esteem, you know, goes lower because, hey, we're comparing ourselves and our struggles to people's highlight reel because they only post the best things. It's like, stop, stop. Think about what God's doing in your life. Think about the grace that you've received. Think about the joy that you have. And Paul was saying that to these people back then. And then he comes to verse 7. He says, hey, do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. 
And it's so true, right? If you're a farmer and you, you put seeds in the ground, what's going to come is that, that plant. But the same is true if you put thoughts in your heart or in your mind and what you're putting in your heart, your mind, that's going to come out in your life. Don't be deceived and think, hey, I can live the way of the world or I can kind of dabble in the sin and it's not going to affect me. It will. What are you pouring in? What are you putting in to your heart and life? Whoever sows to please their flesh from the flesh will reap destruction. Now, what is, sowing to, what is sowing in the flesh? Well, if you go back to Galatians 5, right? You remember he says in verse 19, the acts of the flesh are obvious. He talks about envy and jealousy and fits of rage and anger. He's like, you do that in your home, you're going to reap destruction. You do that in your workplace, you're going to reap destruction. He goes, don't sow that, right? No, 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 no. Look, whoever, though, on the other hand, sows to please the Spirit from the Spirit will reap eternal life. You're going to reap eternal life there. So what's the Spirit? What are we sowing? Go back to Galatians 5.22, right? The fruit of the Spirit is love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. The law only shows us where we fall short. It's the fruit of the Spirit that comes when we are in Christ. And don't you want a home of love? Don't you want a place of joy? Don't you want peace in your heart? It's in Christ and Christ alone. So he says, let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we'll reap a harvest if we don't give up. He's like, hey, don't give up. Don't stop. Go forward in Christ. Grow deeper and stronger. Be more passionate about Jesus today than you've ever been. Follow him and trust him. And therefore... As we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers, especially to those who are in the body of Christ. We owe a loyalty to one another. We need each other. We need to pray for one another, encourage one another, believe the best for each other. That's the body of Christ. This is a place of love. Jesus said, hey, by this all men will know you're my disciples if you love one another. <laughs> The way we love each other says to the world, hey, we're followers of Jesus. We're followers of Jesus. Paul, verse 14, skip down there. In verse 14, he says this, may I never boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. Hey, if I'm gonna boast about anything, it's gonna be about Jesus. <laughs> I'm gonna put the spotlight on Jesus. I want people to know Jesus. And then he ends, verse 18, he just says, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Brothers and sisters, amen. I love that. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Wow, we are all united in the grace. It is by grace you've been saved. It is a gift of God, not by works, lest no man should boast. Man, it is all him. And I love how he says brothers and sisters. Because that's a common theme in Galatians. Because if you go back to Galatians chapter 3, remember he says, hey, there is neither Jew nor Gentile, slave nor free, male nor female. We are all one in Christ. And what great news. There's not divisions. It's not about age. It's not about socioeconomic status. It's not about gender. It's about Jesus. We're all one in Christ. That Jesus made a way. He said that you matter to God. Praise be to God. Let's enter his courts with thanksgiving today, man. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your grace in our lives. You know, being thankful is near and dear to the heart of God. And Jesus modeled that. On the night that he was betrayed, he brought his disciples together. And he brought them together to receive the Passover meal. And when it came time for the bread, he took the bread and it says that he gave thanks. Now think about that. Jesus, fully God, right? Fully man. But he's giving thanks. What's he doing? He's modeling for us. I'm going to give thanks. And he said, this is my body broken for you. For you. Now don't miss that today. Christ's body broken for you. Somebody took your place. The wages of sin is death. You know what? It should have been us on that cross. Jesus died for you, personal. Not just your family, maybe they're all believers, maybe not, you know, not just your country, you know, you, personal. Christ's body broken for you. After supper, he took the cup. 
He said, this cup is, is my blood poured out for you. This is the new covenant. It's a covenant of grace. Before, you were under the old covenant. You were under the Old Testament. You were under the 613 laws that you had to keep. We would come today and have to bring a sacrifice with us, right? A ram or a lamb or something to come in or a pigeon. Uh, but no, we come in because of God's grace. Praise God for his grace. My blood poured out for you. Whenever you eat this bread and you drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. And so this morning, this is our Thanksgiving meal. <laughs> this is our family Thanksgiving together. You can see around the room, there are tables that are set up. There's two over here. There's two in the middle. There's two in the back. And they're round tables. And they have a place setting at each of the tables. There's different place settings. There's some on the back. And there's some in the middle. And so I'm going to invite you today to come to his table. This isn't my invitation. This is the invitation of God himself. If you're a follower of Jesus, to come. And just like Christ followers have been doing throughout the centuries. To come to the table, to take a piece of the bread, Christ's body broken for you. To dip into the cup, his blood poured out for you. And to receive what only God can give. His grace, his love, his mercy poured out for you. Come with a heart of thanksgiving today. Right? Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Come and be thankful. God, thank you. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for your faithfulness in my life. Thank you for family and friends. Thank you for church. Uh, maybe you're a child here today. Maybe this is your first communion. What a special day. Maybe you want to come with your parents and your mom or your dad or your grandparents or whoever's with you and, and to take a piece of that bread for the first time. Because you're a follower of Jesus. This year, you've given your life to Christ. So many people have been baptized this year. But we'll be at the table. There'll be people from all different walks of life. But we're united as the body of Christ. We come to share Thanksgiving meal together. Maybe after you share, you want to pull off to the side, family or friends, and just kneel and say, God, thank you, and pray together. But this is our time to respond to a God who is so good to us. This is a time to come and be thankful. Let me pray for us. Father, thank you for Thanksgiving. For a time when we can stop and be grateful. Thank you for communion. And God, in your sovereignty, you saw us and you love us and you cared about us and you sent your only son who died on a cross to pay the price for our sins. And so this morning we come to your table at your invitation and God, we come to bring the joys. We come to bring the struggles. We come to say, God, you are faithful. And God, you are enough. God, we look back over this year and we, we come and just say, thank you for the good times, but thank you even for the challenges. And we bring it all to your table. Take a piece of the bread, your body broken. To dip into the cup, your blood poured out. And to think about grace and your love and your goodness in our own lives. So, Father, meet us in this moment as we enter your gates with thanksgiving and your courts with praise. And it's in the name of Jesus that we pray and that we come to your table. Amen. Amen. You're invited to come to one of the tables to receive.
Our God is faithful, isn't he? Our God is faithful. I mean, think back over your life. Think about all that God has done. Think about his goodness and his grace and his love. And maybe there's times that you were just down and out and you had no hope. And you just thought, God, where's it going to come from? And God met you in that moment and you're here today for a reason and for a purpose. And see, I believe God's not finished with any of us. God's not finished with you. There's still breath in your lungs for a reason and for a purpose. And God has a plan that's bigger than you can imagine. And I want to tell you, our God is faithful. Our God is faithful. He's been there in the past. He's already there in the future. You hold on to him. You hold on to him and walk with him. And you watch God do what only God can do in your life. Because he is faithful. And let us be thankful. What a great morning and what a great God. At this time, I want to invite our ushers to come forward. It's a chance for us to respond in our giving. It is thanks and giving. It's thanks that we give back to the Lord and our giving back to Him. If you're a first-time guest, all we ask is that you would give us your communication card. And hopefully you got a worship guide when you came in and there's a communication card on there. You can tear that off and drop it in the basket. Also, there's a prayer request card. And I'd love if you have a prayer request, man, just write that down and we will pray with you. We will pray for you. Every week I hear from somebody who said, hey, I turned a prayer request in and I want to tell you what God's doing in my life. And I, want to, and I always say, you know, our staff, our A6 team, we're praying through every single prayer request. And so drop that in the basket as it comes by. Also, you have the For the Kingdom card. And last week we talked about that. We talked about how it was the one-year anniversary today and, and how people have given over and above. And maybe you're new to Rolling Hills and you're saying, I want to jump in and be a part of the family, be a part of the team. And you can fill that out and say, I want to give over and above my tithe for the next two years and join with the 500 giving units and the people who've made a commitment to do that. Hey, just fill that out and drop it in the basket along with the prayer request and the communication card today. So let me pray for us right now. Father, thank you. Oh, God. Thank you. I just am overjoyed today, Father, at your goodness and grace in my own life and the life of your church. And Father, as we have a chance to give back, God, take what is given today. God, you receive our thanksgiving, Father. You receive the gifts and use it, Father, to further your kingdom, to make a difference in the lives of those in our community and around the world for your name and for your glory. God, you've given everything to us. You are so good to us. And Father, just take what we give back to you right now. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen, amen. You know, we've heard amazing stories today. And I want to tell you, you know, it's amazing what God's doing in buildings and, and locations and all those things. But the real story is God changing hearts and lives. It's Him working and moving among us. And so I want you to hear this story right now. Hey, I'm Jeff Osborne. I'm Abby Osborne, and um, we've been going to Rolling Hills for over eight years now. Um, we have Mason, who's nine, Maggie, who is seven, and Mila, who's three. Before we got married, we kind of church hopped around. We knew it was very important for us to find a church for our family. Once Mason came along, we found Rolling Hills. We were super lucky to get plugged into a community group early on uh, when we became partners at Rolling Hills because our, um, our worlds kind of changed uh, June 1st, 2013. I got a, uh, I got a phone call that kind of just changed our life completely going forward. Um, my older brother died um, of a heart attack unexpectedly at 36 years old. We, uh, we needed that community group because they walked with us through some of the darkest days that we ever walked through. And uh, super, super blessed. I had already been plugged into a community group at that time. It's hard to put my brother into words. He was my best friend. Um, if you didn't know my brother, you would just know him as this larger-than-life personality, uh, always kind of the life of the party. He had a real loud laugh. He was super intentional about his relationships. Um, he had this just amazing ability to connect with people on a deep, deep level. I think that up until that point, we'd kind of been just like living life. We didn't really have to go to God for stuff. Like we kind of... Um, yeah. We didn't need him like we needed him at that time. And so when when Alan passed away, our faith just grew so, so much. It's almost as if God was telling us during those hard times that I'm, I'm here with you now. This is difficult. Hold on to me. I have a plan for you, and I'm going to get you through this. Mason was three when Alan passed away. 
Um, and it's funny because we see a lot of Mason, um, how he behaves, that, it reminds us of Alan. Like he's got the goofy, like Alan did. He's He likes to, um, you know, not be the center of attention, but just like, he likes to make people laugh. Jeff's really kind of shown in the kids' ministry, and he got to go to kids' camp with Mason for the first time in the summer of 2018. Yeah. And um, Mason just had such an amazing time. He came home just asking deeper questions about God and um, wanting to know about baptism, and, and, want, and he prayed to have Jesus into his heart. And he decided that he did want to go along with baptism. And, um, but he was a little nervous to do it on a Sunday at church, so it was his idea. He wanted to get baptized at camp the next summer. Yeah. So we weren't sure if we could do that. Um, so we kind of talked to some people and, and um, to see if that was a possibility. They got it arranged um, the Sunday before camp. When we found out that it was gonna be on June 1st, that's when we saw you know, that's when we saw God continue to do what he's been doing with us, you know, since the beginning of this. He's, it's almost like you just have to believe, like there's a date that you have in your mind that is just so painful and so difficult for you to get through and just believe me and trust me and watch what I'm gonna do with this date. It was really special. I just remember being out in the water with Abby and Mason and just being able to look up and you know, I, I felt like I had the best seat in the house. I just, I saw all the campers and all the, the volunteers and the adults. And, and I remember I kind of zoomed in on my parents. As hard as it is for me, I can imagine how hard it is for them. And I just remember God just reminding me then there again that, hey, I've, I've got them too. They're gonna be okay. So when we think of stories of Thanksgiving, we think, um, we think of how thankful we are, we are that, that God put us in an amazing place at Rolling Hills. And, you know, he, he gave us a purpose there and he gave us a peace and, a, you know, a group of friends and believers to get us through a, just a really difficult time. He's always doing something bigger than you can possibly imagine. Yeah, you think he's gonna do something and then he does something just, he just blows you away. And we're thankful that he just continues to renew and restore and make things new. Our God is faithful all the time. Through the good times and the challenges, he's always faithful. Be watching for him. This week, I'm praying for you. You'll have family, you'll have friends, you'll have you know, people you haven't seen in a long time around, and that we can share Jesus, that we can point people to Christ, that we can be the joy in the hands and feet of Christ in our own homes, in our own communities. I'm praying as you travel this week and that you would take Jesus with you and make a difference where you are for the glory of God. Um, what a great morning and what a great God, you guys. Hey, we are entering into our Christmas season. Just wanna encourage you. Uh, the wrapping station begins this week. And so if you have yet to sign up, I encourage you to sign up as we have the opportunity to share Christ in Cool Springs Mall with thousands of people. We'll wrap 20,000 plus gifts for free and we'll give out tons of Bibles, have spiritual conversations. Our Advent devotional starts tomorrow. So if you have the Rolling Hills app, you can just start going every day as we lead up to Christmas and Christmas Eve. So many great things are happening right now. We'll begin our Christmas series starting next week. Uh, you know, as we close today, I just want to say to all the kids in the room, great job. You guys did an awesome job. Way to go. We're proud of you. It was fun. I love having you in here. Uh, that's great. And I want you guys to know, church family, I'm thankful for you. You know, I'm so thankful for Jesus. I'm thankful for my amazing wife whom I love so much and our kids. But I'm just thankful to serve God with each one of you. And it's amazing that we're on this journey together. And I just want you to know you're loved. You're loved by God, you're loved by me, you're loved by this church family, and God's doing great things. Let's stand together, let me pray a blessing over us, and let's go and live it out. Father, thank you for Thanksgiving. Send us out, Father, as people in love with you, as people redeemed and restored, and God, we give you all the praise and all the glory. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Thanks, we almost have confetti cannons. It's going to be great. <laughs> uh, what a great day. God bless. Thanks for being here. <laughs>